Casey, one of the things that um, everyone in this room would agree, and I know from my own interaction with the real estate industry, they would say that the trust factor with realestate.com has got better. It didn't have a great base to start off with. There was always a sense of paranoia that realestate.com wanted to get closer and closer to what the agent was doing. Um, can I ask you, what's your, what are your comments on that? You know, mm. Do you see realestate.com.au wanting to do more of what the real estate agent does? We absolutely think the real estate agent has an incredibly important responsibility and role in helping people sell their own property or find a property. And we absolutely do not believe that's our role. We think that's an, a pivotal role that a real estate agent does. That hard negotiation when you're buying or selling, people are, don't want to do that themselves when it's their own home um, that they're buying or selling. And that's a role that a real estate agent has. And we don't think we should take away from that. We don't think we could add to that. Mm. Uh, we think we provide value for, real, for the real estate industry in terms of our customers, the agents, by giving them access to this, the largest audience of property seekers. But for me, it's not acceptable for our customers to not trust us. The, one of the first things I did when I came to realestate.com, there's two things I did. One was I spoke to our customers. I went out and saw them. I sent an email introducing myself to them. I got some pretty strong emails back that were not necessarily all positive. I replied to every single one, but I went and met with our customers. And the second thing was I ensured that every employee at realestate.com has a commitment around their uh, role that is around customer satisfaction. Customers have to um, trust and see that they're getting value from realestate.com, and so and every single employee cares about the, that. The, the channel and the method that REA works is it is working taking listings off agents, not mm -hmm. vendors at the moment. No it, vendors. You, you do not take... We do not take vendor listings. You do private, not take... Private them. listings, you're private right. Private yeah. listings. Yeah. Right. Which we I think is, is a great tribute to, and it reinforces what Tracy said, because I'm fortunate to be able to sit in the monthly board meetings, but I'll, you know, I'll just sort of reinforce what Tracy said, if I can, as a fellow director, that REA is very focused on the agents and helping them build their business. It's not looking to take any of the agent's commission. It's actually wanting to help the best agents grow their commission base. And uh, it's, it's you know, very successful and very committed to that. Um, so it's very, very, yeah, look, it's, it's exciting business, Tracy, you know, without going into too detailed in terms of numbers. But the, a lot of people look at REA and they say, oh, it's just a website. But behind that website, there are so many people and so much mm. money being invested in getting ahead of the curve and being the world's best website. Do you want to just talk about, because I know some of it, my colleagues at McGrath have gone down and you've mm. kindly invited them to do a factory tour of the, mm. of the, of the, of the head office and they come back and they're like starstruck. They say, I, I never thought REA was as big and professional. Can you just kind of talk through what happens behind the scenes, behind the website and the URL? Sure. So, I mean, we do have a significant team of between product people looking at the products and new ideas, designers looking at what's the right interface, amount of research with consumers looking at where their eyes go on the website. So when we design something different in a different layout, does it attract people or do they look somewhere else yeah. on the page itself? Um, we look at technology that's both from, you know, as you think about the time that we've been around as a company, it's moved from a website that's only been on a desktop computer to being on a laptop to being on tablets to being on phones. Windows phone, I mean, um, Apple as well as Android phones. Now we're on watches, both Android and the Apple watch. 
we look at new technologies that aren't even there, that are still you know, very early in their evolution. Virtual reality is an example of that. Mm -hmm. We would, would have had the first virtual reality on our site of, <coughs> certainly we think it was one of the first in the world, not just in Australia. Um, so all of that requires great smarts of thinking about what's here, what creates a great consumer experience, and what creates value for our customers. And that combination of technology, of um, developers building new capability on the site, designers on how you design it in a way that creates that great experience, that's a big part of what's behind What's the, the size UI. of the team? Can we say in Melbourne? I mean, there's a huge number uh, of people. We're about, we're about <laughs> five to 600 people in Melbourne. That's a combination of sales staff as well as technology and delivery staff. I mean, um, we have huge. the commercial site as well. Um, as Real well. commercial? Mm -hmm. So we have, uh, you know, when you look at... Um, the range of people building that capability, looking at great content yeah. um, at a way that creates both interest for people who are really buying as well as people who are just interested in the home and that kind of aspiration. Yeah. So blogs, information that help them be more informed, l helping them decide how much they can afford. Because I know REA is, is very interested in providing value to consumers and therefore agents in every stage of the life cycle. So making sure we have renovation ideas and adjacents, you know, helping people with a whole range of the things. Moving. And I know, tell us about, on the rental side, because a lot of people on property management listen as well, OneForm. Yes. So REA purchased OneForm. We did, and so OneForm lets, um, as a consumer, it lets me apply for a rental property. I can apply once with all of the details that I have, and then I can use that same um, application form to apply for multiple properties. Right. Um, we've does it cost tenants money to, do, to use that? How no, that, no, no charge at all for a tenant to use. And from a consumer experience, it's a great experience. It's on the, you can do it on mobile, you can do it on tablet, you can do it on desktop. We had over 1.4 million people apply for rental properties using... And if I miss out with the property of McGrath and I find with LJ Hooker, correct. it can still transfer Sa across. Correct. Same form, all <coughs> filled in once, a huge value add. But when you consumers. think about that, Troy, I mean, nowadays, now that one form is available, Having to turn up at different agencies and apply every time and fill out 15 minutes of information seems like it's a dinosaur now. But, you know, like it's only been in play a year or so, really, with REA. And making it mobile was a big change because people are looking all the time. And we're going to extend that to now we've got a relationship with Inspect Real Estate so that you could book online for when the open for inspections for a rental is. And those change in times a lot more. So the agent can let you can get a notification if for some reason that open time has changed or it's already been leased, so you don't need to go there. So again, trying to make that digital experience easier for the agent, gotcha. save them time and a great consumer experience. So if I'm showing a tenant a property at 3 o'clock this afternoon, mm -hmm. I can alert other interested people. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a, that's a good piece of technology. It's amazing technology. And it allows the consumer to really get to multiple open for inspections. Yes. Being a or private inspections private as well. Inspections. You've got yeah. four or five you want to get to on a Saturday and then you've got your private side as well. So you want to really be able to do that as fast as possible. And if you like it, hit the button so and that you can go straight to the agent instead of having yeah, to take yeah, that yeah. 15 minutes to fill it in. Trace, I'd love to change gears a little bit because whilst you are the CEO of realestate.com, one, one of the reasons you're the CEO of REA is because you had an enormous amount of success in your business career up until now. So. I want to now segue and talk to predominantly principals, but also sales managers and even agents, because nowadays in this industry, I think everyone is self-employed. They're all kind of looking to build their own brand and their own business, no matter who they work for. What are some of the sort of core values, traits, things that you have always done as a, as a leader in business 
that you think you know is really important to, to help you grow your business and grow your brand? What just off the top of your head, what are some of the key traits you think? So I think the, f- I mean the first is what I've learned perhaps the hard way is it is all about people. So if there's a problem in one part of our business, ultimately it is about having the right people, giving them clarity on what's important. So really um, prioritizing and making things simple, not not being complicated, giving people clarity about what's important. If you hire great people, really great people, way smarter than me, mm. way smarter than me is who I want to hire. You give them clarity about what's important, then great people do amazing, amazing things. Mm. So I, I think the biggest thing I've learned is it's all about people. It's all about people knowing what's important, um, feeling great about what they do and recognized for that, both financially but also emotionally recognized. Mm. Um, the second is about creating a great team because individuals in our business, very few people have a job that is an island that they do their own thing. They need to work with other people. Some they might report to, some might be people who don't report to them or in another division, but you have to be able to work together and that's where... So teamwork is key. Teamwork is... Not just having good people dotted around, but actually having them working like an orchestra. Correct. Right. Rowing. We're all going in the same direction and that's where prioritizing is important. If you make it clear what's important, we're a very purpose-driven company around making property simple, efficient and stress-free. Under that, what's important, what are our priorities and have everyone line up behind that. And Yeah, John, I think it's important to put context around that because most of our listeners aren't working in big corporations, they're, they're, they're real estate agents, but yesterday at that conference and in Melbourne, one of the things we saw, John, was that people that are writing one million, two million, three million gross commission income keep bringing up the two points that Tracy just mentioned, and that is that they have good people and clarity in their teams. Yeah. They're all business units, and the role of a real estate agent now is to actually give clarity, clear job descriptions, purpose, and have good people working for them to handle larger volumes of transactions. That's what gets you to two and three million in GCI. No one listening to this podcast is an employee. Everyone should see themselves as self-employed and a personal services and a brand, because I think that's really critical. And I guess my last thing I would say is just around authenticity. You gotta, I think people, can absolutely spot BS a mile away. They yep. know when there's something fake, they know when they're being fed a line, and that's when you lose the trust. Mm-hmm. So as a leader for me, that I'm authentic with my people, that I absolutely, my word is my bond, I do what I am say that I'm gonna do, and if I've done something wrong, they feel like they can tell me, they can give me feedback. It builds trust, right? Let me throw a few more words at you, get what, what's off the top of your head, your kind of response. Uh, energy. You seem to have great energy. How important is that, and how do you how do you develop that? I think uh, I I have reasonably high energy. I think you have to understand what gives you your energy. And so for me, I get my energy from people. I get my energy from our employees. I get my energy from our customers. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of my time with people. I don't spend my time sitting at my computer answering email. I answer my emails, but I like to spend time with people. But other people get their energy from different things. But you got to do a job that feeds. What's going to give you more energy? Time management, uh, organisation. Are you is that a strength for you? Or um, a I don't. Uh, I don't think it's a strength. Um, but I am on email. I'm ruthless. Handle it once. What does that mean? Ruthless? So I clear. I clear my email. Um, I try and do clear all of my inbox every night if I can't because I have Phenomenal. family. Because so you would I, have hundreds. 
hundreds yeah, and hundreds. But if I, so if I can't because I want to spend time with my husband and my son, I'll get up early in the morning. I'll get up at 4.30 or 5 and clear it in the morning, and I handle an email once. So read it, forward it, action it, delete it, mm. file it for later for, for, because I need to keep a copy of it. But don't leave it in my inbox wondering long. what I'm going to do with it. That's my... I'm, I cannot handle a big inbox of hundreds great of tips. emails. I mean, they're, they're, they're really great tips. Um, you mentioned before about REA. I think the word used was purpose-driven. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that a bit more? So REA's purpose is to empower people to make property simple, efficient, and stress-free. And that's a purpose that everybody in our company knows. And when I say we're purpose-driven, when we think about a new business opportunity, when we think about something new we're looking at building, the first thing we think about is, is that helping that purpose? Or is that just something interesting that might be fun for us to build? Mm. So, and it is absolutely the guiding compass when we think strategically about where the company can go over a short and medium term. Greatest challenges for REA going forward? All businesses and all sectors have challenges. What do you think some of the REA's greatest challenges are? I mean, we're in a fast-moving industry, but being both digital and real estate. So I think we have, um, we want to always be thinking about how we're improving the experience and technology changes fast. So how do we take advantage of those changes in technology, see them around corners, be creating great experiences for consumers, and in doing so, create value for our customers. So I think it's continuing to challenge our own mindsets. We've been a very successful company, um, but sometimes you need to do things a little differently than you've done before in order to continue to be successful. Yeah, I, I think you know we've seen a bit of that as we've grown in various markets. You know, there's an old saying that sort of talks about good is the enemy of great. And it's one skill to get to the top of the mountain, it's another skill to stay there. And you have to, I like the word used before, I think you said ruthless or relentless. Mm-hmm. As a leader, I mean, I know myself, Trace, every time I drive past a sold sign of a grab board, if it's imperfect, like it's not put upright, I've got to get on the phone. And the minute, the day I drive past one that's crooked and don't get on the phone is the day I think I should be resigning as a CEO because. I don't think it ever stops. As a, you know, as, as a leader of a business, and sure you can delegate, and it's critical to have good people, but you have to walk the talk. And this is one of the things I hear about you all the time, Trace. People say, yeah, you really walk the talk and you are authentic. You've got to be there and you've got to be you know, demanding a lot of yourself and a lot of your colleagues and your company because the world is demanding, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And competitors are out there you know, yapping at your heels. So it's really, really critical. I was in, uh, we have a business in Italy and Luxembourg. And Luxembourg is obviously a very small country, but they're very successful in Luxembourg. They have 85% market share wow. in this little principality that is my, Luxembourg. And they also, we've expanded into some of the um, regional areas of France. And our head of sales, who's been the number three employee in that business, I was talking to him and I said, you know, Xavier, you've been here a long time, number three, great guy, really, really driven, really passionate. So what keeps you excited? And he said that when I come to Luxembourg, I'm the number one and I want to stay number one. But when I cross that border into France, I'm the challenger. Right. And I like, and so he thinks he thinks like a challenger even when he's in Luxembourg because he knows how hard it is being the challenger. And he doesn't take being number one for granted. I think there's, a, I think that's a very good mindset. Where, where do we rate Australia? Because Australia, REA has an investment alongside News Limited in uh, Move.com, which mm-hmm. is the number two player after the, the aggregate in in America. We've got the leading site in Italy, Luxembourg, mm-hmm. and so forth. Where do you think Australian real estate agents rate in terms of the evolution? And where does REA rate, do you think? And what, what lessons are we learning as we're looking at countries outside of Australia that we can bring back to Australia? I think um, in terms of 
the website experience or the, the experience. I think we're Australia rates very highly. Um, I think particularly in terms of how we've created a very connected consumer experience. I think Australia does rate very highly on in that area, the actual site experience. Actually, I think our agents, you know, I, I get to see agents in all countries now. I think our agents are some of the best in the world. I, I really, really I do. And when I, you know, in some ways, maybe I, I thought in the back of my mind, or the U.S., because they're so, such a sales kind of country. But our agents, I would say, are um, more professional, more, more consistently in professional. Marketing too, isn't it? Yes, way more sophisticated in marketing. Mm. Um, I'm very impressive. All righty, uh, Tracy. Thank you so much for one last thing. Yeah, just before we finish, what's mm. the, we're, we're nearly finished, but we've got three minutes if I can. Yeah. Well, I know another thing that, that we're at McGrath are very passionate about. I know you are as well. I'd love you just to get your thoughts on it. Women in business. I mean, mm. you're a great example and a great. Uh, inspiration, I'm sure, for other women. And we have a lot of female listeners and the real estate industry is a great industry for women. I think no matter where you're at, whether you're starting off or whether you've started a family and you're looking for flexible working arrangements, real estate does provide a great platform. I mean, just for the women that are out there there listening, could you sort of give your kind of sense on where you see the opportunities and, and as a woman in business, you know, where you've found challenges and been able to rise above? So I think um, that's a big question. Um, so I'll do a uh, kind of two two yeah. minutes worth, I guess, or two seconds worth. I think women are um, great. Women have great attributes in business and particularly in leadership. I think quite without stereotyping my gender, I think we are we do tend to be more empathetic. Mm-hmm. I think we have a high customer service mentality, which in mm-hmm. real estate is very important. I think one of the reasons that women don't always progress to more senior positions is we don't have as much confidence in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, when there are opportunities to go to that next level, we are more hesitant to put ourselves forward for those opportunities. And that's, I think, why you see across multiple industries, and it's the same in real estate, that glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. In my own career, at a point in time where I was offered to be the CEO of Australia, I said no, and I had two people what was my boss and then what was soon to be my next boss, say, well, we think you can do it. Because I said I couldn't do it. Right. I was too scared to, do, to even put my hand up for the role. But when you have two people saying they think you can do it, it's quite a confidence builder. They had more confidence in me than I had in myself. Interesting. So I think one of the great opportunities for women is to be able to have trusted mentors who can help them have that confidence, for women to think about what their aspirations are to be able to go for it. I heard a great uh, quote yesterday. The problem with the world is intelligent women have doubt and unintelligent men are confident. (laughs) 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 And we have both represented the (laughs) right now. And I think my last opportunity is for women to help each other out. So when you see, you know, for me... So how do they do that in a practical sense? I think that's... I think there's a part that is... um, I hate the word networking because it sounds like you're doing it just to meet people with no Mm. um, authenticity to it, but um, to engage with each other, to help younger people coming up through the ranks. For older, more successful women, they don't have to be older in age, but more successful women to help young people, younger people come up. Um, I think that's the biggest way this changes. Um, and I think it is for um, men to ask twice when, someone, when a female says, oh, I'm not sure I want to take on that principal role or that Ooh. sales leadership role or whatever it is, to really dig in and try and understand. Because I think most real estate agencies should want 
a mix of their employees to reflect the market they serve, and that's 50-50. Mm. And in real estate itself, many of the decision makers are the female. Well, you know, whilst it might be 50-50 in number, I think it's 95-5 in terms of decision-making. <laughs> that, that, you know, whether it's buying the family home, Luke, or whether it's kind of choosing the agent, my experience, observation, uh, is that if there is, you know, a dual gender uh, couples or families, that the female within that family unit is is almost always going to be the key driver um, because, you know, that's just the way it happens. And so I've seen agents sit in listing appointments where you've got husband and wife, and I've seen agents for some insane reason focusing on the male. Mm. And I'm just thinking to myself, you are in the process of losing this listing mm. because you're not you're not sharing equal. And it should always be equal. I mean, everyone in the room that's involved in the decision is important. And I always say, and I said yesterday on stage, Tom, as, as you know, that, that you know the kids are important because the kids got to get a good feeling about the agent that mm. mum and dad are interviewing. Mm. And the housekeeper or the gardener could be important or the pets could be important because everyone, the energy you have as an agent with everyone that's involved in the decision making is critical. So... I agree. So it's interesting. Sliding doors said that if those two people that were around you at the time didn't encourage you and perhaps give you that self confidence you mightn't have had yourself, your career could have taken a different, different yes. path as well. So, yeah. so I'm, I very, mean, I'm very fortunate. And credit to those two people. It, very big credit. One of them continues to be a great mentor of mine, which is Steve Vamos. Oh, fantastic. So, um, but and and I think then what's the learning and how do I pay it forward? If you like, it's how to help have give women who may be doubting themselves more confidence. Yeah. How to let women think about what they aspire to and be sure you tell someone. Because if you yeah. aspire to those to different jobs but you don't tell anyone, it's really hard for someone to get there. And really go the extra mile for women because I think we're a, there's a lot of very talented women out there and sometimes we can just be our own worst enemy and hold no ourselves doubt. back. Troy, how many podcasts have we now done? Is this number what? We're just about to hit over 90, I think. So this is one of the most in- insightful for me, Tracy, and I don't say because you're here because I don't say things purely to be polite. I say them if I mean them. I mean, I've learned a lot, and I'm a director on the, on the board with you there, Trace, so I've learned a lot about REA. If I can just kind of summarise at a very high level in terms of there are things on REA that even people that have been long-term members of the site are not aware of. So make sure you get up to speed with what's available because most of the benefits on REA you don't know about are actually free. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay for building a profile, but you need to build it. I think people underestimate the amount of research consumers are now doing before they call the agency in. I'm not saying people are purely choosing an agent based on that, but I'll guarantee you they're curating the agents they're going to interview based on their digital profile, the number of listings, how the listings look, you know, whether they're at the top of the search engine or on page four, whether they have good photos or not, whether they have floor plans or not. So I think you know, these, these things are easy wins, they're critical. And you've you know, got to get up to speed with that. And I just loved it. I'm so glad we kind of snuck that last bit in, Tracy, about women in business, because I agree with you that, I mean, women are, I think, such an, uh, a resource that people in businesses kind of just don't, don't see the power they have within their own firm. And whether it's your front office manager, receptionist, or whether it's your sales secretary or sales team, but you know, there is an enormous amount and a wealth of knowledge and uh, skills that are late, sitting there that are not being tapped. And, and as we heard the story, when until Steve said, you come on, Tracy, you can do it by the sounds of it, that may not have been a, a path you took. So I think that's really exciting. Um, we didn't have you on today, Tracy, because REA happens to be a sponsor, which we appreciate very much. We, we had you on because we think the digital world is so critical and we think that you're the, 
you know, certainly the best person in Australia to, to give us an, uh, some guidance on it. So thank you for joining us, and uh, we look forward to it. This is almost, we might have to run this over two podcasts, I suspect, Troy. Well, I think there's a, a good chance that those that are listening now are listening to part two. <laughs> ah, okay. As I said over on, <laughs> on the podcast, um, but as you said, John, when we've got someone that's got this depth of knowledge in real estate, we're not going yeah. to stick to a 20-minute uh, uh, ritual just because that's the way we do it. Yeah. Um, but next week, we'll be back to a 20-minute ritual. Yeah. Back to a 20-minute... More jibber-jabber. More jibber-jabber. Yeah, sorry, Gek. This was the one for the high IQ people. Back to everyone else next week. Tracy, everyone's saying, please come back next week. So... Thanks, Tracy, for joining Thank us. Thanks, much. Troy and Tom. Thank that you. was a great Thanks, session. Tom. And Thanks, John. Thank you for coming in as well. Thank you so much. Guys, girls, we'll see, see you, you next, week. next week. Bye, guys. Bye.